Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where our, our mission, our focus in, in our life, if you will, is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. Right, Andressa? Whatever balance means to you. Yeah. <laughs> and well, welcome back to our show. We do two a week. Uh, we are doing mini-sodes, which you are back for this week. On uh, We release those on Tuesday. And then Friday, we release a more full-length uh, episode where we interview a rock star woman that is basically getting into her kind of secret sauce, whether it's investing, whether it's her business uh, strategies to make her investing business more successful, or it's just about self-care and mindset and just kind of core, you know, who you are and how you become who you are so you can be a more effective investor and person in your life. So um, that's the context. This is our mini-sode. And um, yeah, we're going to jump in here in a moment. We're going to talk about why you should not invest in multifamily, which is mm. a yeah, interesting con- conversation because that's not what you're hearing about right now <laughs> in, the, in the world. Okay, so Andressa, we're going to talk about our um, a favorite topic that you and I both have, and we both have, you know, quite a bit of experience in multifamily. I just give you a context too, as I've been investing in multifamily for for you know close to fifteen years or even more than that. Um, so I come from a I come from a space that, you know, disclaimers that I do I do really love multifamily. However, it is not for everyone. And it is not the only real estate investing niche, especially right now with a hot market. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, the things you need to think about when you get into multifamily and maybe why it wouldn't work for you and your mm-hmm. own investing path. Does that make sense? You know, just what, what are your thoughts on that, Andres, as I dive into this? Well, it's, it's very interesting, right? Because we hear a lot of people saying, yes, wh- why not, right? And I think that we don't talk about the why not. When we are more focusing on the benefits of, of it, it's like a shiny object. There are pros and cons of everything. And I just, uh, sometimes I feel that people don't even evaluate the strategy as a whole to see if it fits her her goals, her needs, and everything. So I'm very happy that we we're talking about why you should not invest in multifamily today. That's right. So so the number one, you know, and I wouldn't say it's it's limiting. Real estate in, investments ca- are naturally going to be a little more long term, right? No one would argue with that. Now there's different niches that you can actually argue that are faster than others, if you will. So where, where I'm thinking about in terms of just the multifamily space is that it's a long-term asset class. Um, and really, especially you think about, okay, I'm going to buy a duplex, right? Let's play that scenario out. And I want to, you know, and then you'd start talking with, we have so many women in our community, in our membership, in our space that we talk to, right? And just you're talking to, I'm talking to all the time. And so many women, you start to talk about, I said, oh, they want to buy a rental. They want to buy a multifamily. And then you ask them what their goals are. And maybe their goals are to replace their income within a year. I mean, you got to buy a serious amount of multifamily in a year that, are, that not only buy property, buy multifamily, but buy and produce 
enough money to replace your income. So that's a, and I'm not saying, I mean, hey, I'm a big thinker, anything's possible, but that's a, that's a feat, right? That's a, that's a, that's a, a big thing to achieve if you're going to, in terms of getting involved in this business. So it's long-term in nature, especially value add, turning these buildings around and then producing the cash flow if you want to produce the passive income, quote unquote, the, um, all the tax benefits, there's so many, you know, and, and obviously when, you know, when you sell and redeploying that money. So, you know, from a, from a global perspective, it's a long-term, it's a long-term play. So to say, I'm going to buy this asset. And in a year, my goal is to my money goals, right? Getting back to money goals, which most people don't start with. Most people don't even think about that. Um, I want to replace my income. Well, yeah, you can do that. It's going to take it, you, it's going to take some time, <laughs> you know, in, my in, in people's defense list. Yeah. What I hear, right. What I hear is that it's the, 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 the thinking behind it makes sense, but in reality it doesn't. So what, what most people, what I'm hearing inside our community is like, well, if it's all about holding an asset and and thinking about small multis and they cash flow, might as well get a bigger one and then you will cash flow more. No? Yeah, that's not necessarily the case, right? So then, I mean, in the <laughs> world right, of multi, yeah. you know, and I have, we have 10 minutes, right? So I this is probably like a, a day course that you and I can do. Yep. But in the world of multifamily, you literally have literally a duplex. And people do refer to apartment complexes as multifamily because it's technically multifamily, right? Mm -hmm. How it's financed, we're not getting into all that because it's financed differently, residential, commercial, all that whole fun world of financing. But in terms of, to your point, uh, you know, the more doors, if you will, Mm. um, that's not always the case, right? The more doors I own doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to make more money per door. Now, I might make more money because you're scaling in a way that's, you know, you're, you know, we, we've scaled and, and we owned more assets by ourselves earlier on. And now we, we share that with other investors. Well, you know, we share that with other investors. So our goal for us to get, to continue to increase our passive income and our, our, our kind of money goals is to get into larger projects because we built a business to do that. Mm-hmm. Is that everyone's goal? Is that everyone's business? I mean, exactly. so, there's so many pieces to this. And I, I, I wanted I want you to take away ladies that are listening to this is do not start with the asset class. Yes, multifamily has a lot of advantages. For me to say that that's a horrible asset class would completely be against everything I stand for. Yes. Literally, I'm about we're about to what buy a 49 <laughs> unit up in in one of our other buildings. We have multiple deals going on right now, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's a bad asset. It's a wonderful asset in and of itself. It may not be the right asset for you. That's really what I think is critical to people's strategy and people's thinking about, okay, what are my money goals? What are my financial goals? What do I need now? What do I need in five years? What do I need in 20 years? Is this a retirement planning play? Is this a cash flow play? Is this a replace my income play? These are all different scenarios. So that could dictate a little bit of which kind of like, and even if you want to get into multifamily, which way you'd want to go? Do you want to yes. own the asset in full right? You know, I want to buy small multis. Okay, I need 40 doors to get to my goal. That's long-term. You might have to stay at your job for a couple of years or a few years. I thought it would take us like three years and we'd be financially free. That didn't happen. I mean, because just because when you buy multifamily, that needs a lot of work and you don't do your numbers correctly, 
they may never cash flow and other people, it may cash flow. So it depends on how well-versed you are and all like your prep, right? So I just say this all with a grain of salt that it's all about your money goals and it's about your your financial goals and how active and passive you want to be. Multifamily could be great. It's a long-term asset. That's the other thing just to mention, active versus passive. You can say, you know what? I want X dollars by this time in my life. You might be able to get there by investing passively in multifamily, in self-storage, in mobile home parks, being, you know, you could do that in a lot of ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be multifamily. So I think there's so much, it's just this, it, it, it's just gotten crowded in this market, especially since COVID. It was crowded before COVID and it has become like everyone and their mother is investing in multifamily, you know, and it's a wonderful asset class. However, it's not the only asset class it, and it may not be the right one for you to get to where you want to go. So I just say that and hopefully give you some food for thought there. The second reason though, Andres, I wanted to mention really quick, does that all make sense? I mean, what are your, what are your yeah, thoughts no, on what it, I said? It, it totally makes sense. I think you made very important questions for people to think about it uh, when, when they go in because um, it will be wonderful, right? It's a value-add property and you turn it around and it cash flows beautifully. But uh, I think like a stress test, what's the worst case scenario here? And would I be okay with that? Is yep. that do I have other passive opportunities that will get the result that I want? Yep. You know, yep. that, that's very important to, to compare and stress test. Yeah. And it completely ma- really does make a difference. And multifamilies all created equal. If you're doing small multis versus syndicating, um, you know, the, syndi- the syndicators, you know, and, and a lot of them will agree with me. You make your money when you sell. You, you'll do your best in terms of financially in that sense from when you sell. Do you make some cash flow along the way? Yes. Depends on how value add. We had a building that was a turnaround right? And, and, and we're selling it. It was three years. We were help holding it because it just made sense to sell right now. No one made any cash flow. Us, the limited partners, just because the, the building was in such like disarray, right? It was such a value add, an enormous value add. It wasn't just like, let's change the countertop. This was like interior, exterior, image, everything. So again, it's all just thinking about the long-term aspect and your goals in that long-term uh, you know, strategy. Second thing I wanted to mention before we end is that multifamily is very crowded right now. And my, my father said something to me when I was younger and it stays with me. And may have heard me say this, maybe, maybe not, I don't even know. But I've said this, but observe the masses and do the opposite. And there's so much truth in that statement. It's meaning like observe what people are doing and do something different. So, you know, while everyone has literally crowded the market of multifamily, uh, if I was somebody who was newer to the game trying to break into multifamily, I'm not saying it's, Impossible, because I don't think anything's impossible, to be honest, if you have the right team, right partners. But I'd also look at what's happening in our world. Where's your opportunity with affordable housing? And is there something else that I can get involved in that's maybe not so crowded and that would meet my financial goals and get me to where I want to go? Just because everyone's in multifamily doesn't mean that's literally the only thing you could be doing to make money. I, I mean, that's just, but it seems like everyone, that's what everyone thinks, or that's what everyone comes from. So I think that's the second thing I want to say is that any particular asset class in our world, in our in our business, Andressa, that I think is getting so many eyeballs, does like scratch your head a little bit, like saying, okay, is there another twist here? You know, is there another way to get involved here that I can maybe just break away from all the other people? Because now you're, again, you're not just competing with people who've been in the business for 15 years, like us. And Andressa, I know you're working on a lot of great projects with, with, with women who have 
you they've been in the business, right? So mm-hmm. the people that are getting deals done are in the, but you're dealing with institutional investors. You're dealing with yeah. just people who have sick amount of money to just yeah. flush into. They don't even care their return initially because they, they're moving away from it's other markets. It's a different game. It's a different game. Yep. So I just say that whenever I see, and my husband and I have had these conversations as well in our own business and thinking about different strategies, new construction, like where is their edge here that you can get involved? Like where is, you know, where is it crowded and how can you think differently about that niche? And where can you create some uniqueness, but also provide solutions around affordable housing? I'll always go back to that. Because as long as you're doing that, you can't lose, in my opinion. You know, uh, luxury, I I don't know. I'm not a a short-term rental person. I'm not a luxury investor. I can't speak to that. I'm sure people would disagree with my random opinions about that. But I do know that is about very, very important to, to... not always go along with what everyone else is doing. So, so that's what I got here today around the topic of, of why not to invest in multifamily. Maybe another way to look at this topic. I love it. Let us know what you guys think. Do you yes. agree? Do you disagree? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. And one more thing, one more quick ask before we say goodbye for today. Um, this is this is a format. Minisodes are are, are are different format from our regular episodes. We want to hear about what do you think about our podcast, uh, the theme of 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 the the minisodes and the podcast overall. So we put together a quick survey. It's just two minutes, two quick minutes. So if you were would be graciously uh, respond to to it, that'll be awesome. The link it will be on our show notes. So just click on the link and let us know what do you think. We appreciate all of you listening today and supporting us on the podcast. I hope you got tremendous value out of this, and I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews. Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.